and welcome to yet another brand new episode of the greatest, not just the Greater Manchester Football Podcast, the greatest Manchester Football Podcast. That, that's sort of big pronouncement we are making right now. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll bloody, I'll use an iron boot to that. Other, other Scottish iron metal based <laughs> drinks are probably available. Uh, I, I have had the day from hell today in terms of internet connection and to talk to me more about it or i'll talk to him about it it is of course our very own matt dean matt how are you fella you all right very well yeah uh, if, if i can help you with your, any of your internet issues no 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 let me rephrase that i don't want to help you with any of your specific internet issues i'll leave them to the therapist right but your connect your wi-fi issues um Again, actually, no, I can't help you with that either because I'm useless. But we can see you and we can hear you just about. So that's great news, Nick. I'm sorry, doing, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> bad. My, uh, my my internet decided to go down at about 2 o'clock this afternoon. And it was just a matter of, well, it sometimes goes down and then it's back on within half an hour. And then the hours of kind. I've had to get DVDs out and everything. Yeah, you know, where were they I hidden? Had to go like... <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Oh, right. Pen, pending the police investigation, I cannot okay. tell you. So, uh, and my missus is very upset right now because I've I've left her upstairs with the Toy Story box set, and uh, Toy Story One is not in there. So that's 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 oh, that moving. Really? It's just a terrible. Day. It's bloody barbaric, mate. Just no no free view. No nothing. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna start do dry washing on a mangle thing. Oh, if only if only you'd have spent more time collecting records. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's just a, just a subtle hint that you know maybe you could put a record on. Yeah, well, yeah. Go it's analog, certainly mate. better than any any chat that I can come up with. Yeah, go it's got full analog. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. I've got some cassettes upstairs as well. Dust them off. So, what are we going to be chatting about tonight, and who are we going to be chatting with, Matthew? Well, you see the other guy below us on the screen. That's Tom. Hello, his full, how are we? His, his full name is Tom Aldale, aren't we? Which is unusual. Yeah. I think is it Dutch, is it, Tom? Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those double-barrel names, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you sound you sound quite exotic because obviously you're from seven miles down road in Rochdale. Well, of course, down road. <laughs> down road. How are you doing? All right. Uh, yeah, myself, life's good. Everything and all, and all that malarkey, but uh, Rochdale just go from bad to worse at the moment. But there you go. You know, as because we put so much, I mean, it's obvious to the handful of people watching and listening how much effort we put in to make this the greatest Manchester football podcast compared to all the others. Um, and this afternoon, as we was kind of like thinking, oh, yeah, we've got to do a show tonight, haven't we? What should we do it about? Knowing full well that you were coming on, Tom, we did think that we would, it would be, and not nice, nice is the wrong word, it's not gonna be nice for you, and it's not really nice for us either, but you know, we've got. You on Rochdale, me Oldham, Nick Stockport to talk about the similarities of past, present, and potentially future of these yeah. three clubs because your club has started the season um, really, really poorly. Um, yeah. I, I said in the in the in the in the notes, the show notes, that um, you've started like we do, or we we've been doing in recent times, um, and then you had the hostile takeover business. Yep. So it all seems to have gone a bit wrong since then, doesn't it, with Dale? So you're the man to tell us what the hell is going on. And the reason this show is called Botchdale, question mark, is because there was always that thing about Rochdale, wasn't there, that it's just a well-run club, like running within its own means, you know, just it's it's not particularly ambitious, but it's not in any trouble either. And And somewhere along the line, has it been botched? That's the question for this evening. Absolutely. I mean, you, you've got to go back a little bit. To be fair, it's it's not just much the past season, the past two seasons. You go you go back to the final season we were in League One, which was now three seasons ago. Um, Covid obviously had a massive impact on our playing squad and what we could afford to do in our budget. Behind the scenes, the board were well, well, well at work at dismantling this football club or trying their best to do it. Um, yeah, it, the season carried on. Form wasn't great. Obviously, we ended up getting relegated. Uh, we had all this fuss and palaver about a takeover coming in, uh, this this consortium called Morton House, um, which was later to found out to just be a botched, um, you know, a, a limited company that 
nobody really knew anything about. People were working for it that had, you know, no real background. The guy who actually fronts fronts the business works at Morrison's. He's he's a, he's a nobody. He's a nobody to all the people that actually were trying to get in the club. I don't know if you've heard of Matt Southall, who was in was in business with taking over Charlton and all their hostile takeover business. Uh, so he's not a popular figure. He's involved with it. Um, uh, Andy Curran, who was um, involved with Swindon and their their demise, literally the the season before as well. Whilst we were starting our troubles. Um, so is this yeah. is this kind of group of people that circle football clubs in it looking yeah, for just, like, yeah, like looking for weaknesses leeches. aren't they looking for yeah. looking for the weakest uh, football club that they can that they can prey on it's it's quite sickening really it came from our old oh, so i'm going to butcher the thing i'm sure it was chairman I'm, it's been a while now but it was a, a man called david bottomley um and it became apparent over time that he was just trying to sell the assets of the club off um because I think he wanted us to end up in the non-league where, you know, the constraints aren't as fine. You can then, we go out of business, he can knock the ground down and then we can do as, as and what they wanted with it. Obviously, the Rochdale Trust, who do a fantastic job, stepped in when they saw the warning signs. Things started to get, you know, a bit a bit touchy um, and saw the danger um, and acted uh, quickly because we knew if we didn't act quickly, we wouldn't have a football club. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, the comments of Andy Curran, um, he actually came out in one of his messages, which actually got him suspended by the uh, the EFL. He said, if you this Rochdale board, the bunch of Nancy boys want a fight, we'll settle it outside. Um, this is a, this is a guy trying to buy a football club off us with these apparent, these apparent funds and whatnot. Um, luckily, obviously, it's not happened. You know, we've come out of the other side of it. We've managed to pretty much fight off the hostile takeover. Most of these members have now left Morton House I think it's left with like two people fronting it that have no financial power. Like I say, it's a guy working in Morrison's. And I can think I just, on, the, on, the, on that point, can you prove that it's not possible to collect enough pound coins left in trolleys over enough time to successfully run a football club? Can, hey, who knows? You, just putting that out there. Yeah, maybe it's, I mean, you say, you know, maybe there's some kind of a racket. I mean, how many Morrisons yeah. are there, Nick? You've, you've done the research, haven't you? You know how many Morrisons there are. I'm a former Morrisons employee. Ah, there you I, go. I would say there are upwards. There's upwards of 11 Morrisons in the country. 11? So, <laughs> anywhere 11 upwards Morrisons of 11. In the country. So if you imagine all those car parks with 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 abandoned trolleys with the old pound coin in, maybe you know, I'm just saying if he's if he's yeah, organised and he's got if he's got gangs you know around the place, maybe that's where. So you know, maybe the, don't yeah. discredit the Morrison's thing, but you, that's I mean that's a long shot. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A long so, shot. Yeah, like I say, the people that are left that are actually fronting the company now have no fine. Well, not that the ones that actually did it was all the front anyway. They didn't actually have any money, but they. When they were asked to prove um, show proof of funds, they wouldn't do it and they couldn't do it. Yeah. So that's where the EFL the EFL stepped in and said this is did the fit and proper test and was like, no, this isn't going any further. Uh, so we successfully we've successfully repelled the the takeover on that front. This is this is all going on whilst this is our final season in League. Well, our final what was to be our final season in League One at the time. Mm. Um, club was in disarray. You know, fans were arguing about all sorts. We couldn't we couldn't go to games. Um, it was a very hectic time. Um, we we nearly stayed up, but we didn't do enough. Um, then relegated, lose your best players, needed the money. Obviously, all this was going on in the background, so we didn't know what was going on. Then, then we the, we managed to eject David Bottomley and a few members of the board that were trying to create this. Well, facilitate this takeover. Um, got a brand new board in, new chairman Simon Gage. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, really nice, down to earth. Uh, used to work for British Airways. Um, yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's actually a southerner, but he comes and watch Roch comes and watch Rochdale games for years. Um, you know, now supports them. Took the club over, brought his own board in, and people that he, uh, affiliate with the club as well. Um, yeah, and then on the playing side of things, that that, that summer was a weird one. Um, we started pre-season uh, with a manager, uh, Brian Barry Murphy. Um, it, we we started building into pre-season a few players signing contracts here and there. Uh, looks like we were going to give them a chance again because the the 
they could, the, the general consensus was probably about 50-50 split as to whether they wanted him to stay to stay in, in the job. But I think we gave him the benefit of the doubt and said, no, you know, let him build here. We'll go again um, and try and try and have a good go at it. Yeah, as I say, players got signed out to contracts and then just out of the blue, he just said, he, I think he went up, went to the board and said, I want I, I want to leave. Will you pay me out of my Will you pay me out of my contract? The board went, no, we want you to stay. We trust you. You're the man. Um, take us forward again. You, you go and do it. Um, then I think he came back in the day after and just just handed just handed in his uh, his notice. Basically, mutual consent ripped his contract up. Left. Uh, so we're already like midway into pre-season here. Um, you know, not no real squad. We just really literally just signed players down that were out of contracts uh, that from the previous season. Um, got the. Then we had to start the mass the mass change uh, ch- chase around to find a manager. Robbie Stockdale came in. But little did we know at the time we were actually under a transfer embargo because of what was going on in the background with the club. Um, so he had to put a botch squad together very, very quickly, loan players and you know just bits and bobs here, here and there, but no real you know star players. I'd, I'd call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, started the season somewhat all right last season. It was we were doing okay. Um, we had a, a relatively okay start, nice little cup run, uh, and then just elder beliefs. It was actually weirdly the Oldham game last season. That's where it all started to go wrong. I, I think we'd we'd come off the back of um, the Burnley game in the cup where we took the lead and then got battered. Um, but we we all kind of felt like on a real high, like this squad can do something. Came to play you at home. Um, thought this will be an absolute cakewalk. This we're going to batter them. Didn't happen. Keeler done slaps it in the top corner from from one side of the box, and yeah, it all just kind of fell apart. We couldn't find any rhythm again from there. Sold our our main striker in the in the January transfer window. Um, Aaron Morley went off to Bolton. Uh, key players in the squad tried to replace him with players that at the time looked like they've made they, they made an impact, and it wasn't too severe. Um, but our form was really poor really, really poor for the second half of the season and pretty well, pretty much after that Oldham game, really, very inconsistent, got a, a, a free, few results here and there and then running into March, April time, um, it really started to go downhill. Really poor performances, not getting the results, really just, you know, nothing displays, basically. Um, you could see that it was, we were starting to look over our shoulder and it was looking like we were going to get dragged into it. Um and we came up to the Carlisle game at home. We played it at the end of, I think it was either the end of March, early April. And we had no, there was no pre-match presser or anything from uh, Robbie Stockdale on the YouTube like we always do. It was just a short, sweet, um, staple, uh, you know, quote on the website. Uh, managed to get the result on the day and we managed to get a few more results from that point just to steer us away from trouble. But as I say, the football's been terrible. Players look like they've not built, they, they haven't um, really understood what was asked of them. Um, couldn't really articulate it on the pitch properly, um, but got through the season unscathed. Never, never really looked in any serious danger, but equally never really looked like pulling up any trees. Went into the summer, uh, there was rumours that our manager was looking at the Hartlepool job, which I think was the case, but I, he did, I don't think he decided to take it. Um, pre-season, I think a lot of people, I think, I think the consensus at the time was probably a 50-50 split as to whether people wanted Robbie to stay on. Um, as I say, we hadn't really seen anything exciting in the in the previous season, and don't, a lot of people couldn't really identify what's what our style of play was. Um, but no, the board backed him, gave him a, a, an increased weight, an increased budget going into this season. Um, started the season, um, and I, I honestly. I couldn't tell you what our performances have been because they've just been, I couldn't even tell you what it is because it doesn't even look like football. I think players are so low on confidence. Uh, the players that we've recruited of experience, I felt they were good quality players, but they don't seem to be showing anything. Obviously we brought back Henderson, cult hero at Rochdale. We were all having a laugh and joke thinking he'd be, because he's, he's four goals away from breaking the all-time record at Rochdale. We'd all, we're all having a laugh and joke thinking he'd be, he'd be there by now. He's not even had a sniff at goal. Bought in Tiamani Diagoara from Morecambe at Morecambe. Solid player, fans' favourite. I think he got voted player of the season there. Ebanks Landell, solid centre-half elsewhere. Uh, and, a, and a whole host of other names that have, have got a re- reputable reputations and a couple of young loan players in. Um, just not clicked on the pitch. The football's been dour to watch. Too, you know, too apprehensive, too negative. I um I watched the game against the other week against Stevenage on iFollow and I couldn't tell you what we were doing for the first forty five minutes of that game. It was just literally 
the ball comes to the back line, we're just going to smack it up the pitch, uh, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, no consistency. And I think it was the only decision that could be made. He had to go in the end. Um, but we've kind of left ourselves in a really, really bad situation now. The window is still open, but whoever comes in, obviously we sacked Robbie Stockdale. Um, whoever comes in now can't has probably got no wiggle room to to do anything to sign anybody uh, to you know implement his own stamp on the team. Um, and it, I think it's a, I think it's going to be a real struggle because I don't think I don't think many clubs want to touch us. And as much as I don't want to bash the board because they have done a wonderful job in you know keeping us a club. I feel that the inexperience throughout the board of working at a football club may have just cost us, you know, our, our league status now. Because I know it sounds dramatic, we're only five games in, but I could honestly not tell you. I don't think this squad's got anything. I think it's got nothing. It was. It was. Pr- I mean, obviously, as you're talking there, it's you know very. You, you've done a very good job of doing a quick fire kind of assessment of the whole thing. But there's, yeah. there's, there's key things that stick out: transfer embargo. You know the types yeah. of people that are involved that really shouldn't be involved. Yeah. Um, you know, taking over a club, um, just the wrong kind of people, the wrong kind of energy. The, the yeah, absolutely. Kind of chaos in the background. You know, and and it all having a knock-on effect ultimately on the pitch. And then last season with us, it was obvious early on that we were going to go. Like yeah. with we lost our first five games or something like that. Same as Rochdale done this season, yeah. and it's like. Yeah, it's not signed, sealed, and delivered by a long, long way. But the the warning signs are there, aren't they? And it's I think it's I think it's a panic for Rochdale fans because we've never had this bad of a of a start to a season ever, and I think that's what really panics people now. Um, and I, and, I, and I think it's just the the impending doom of it because all right, Oldham, you know, have got a much bigger fan base. I will not deny it than Rochdale and I think if we were to end up in that situation and, and we do get to well go down I do I do worry for the state of the club I really do yeah I mean so where's it I was going to say where's it all gone wrong but like are we dealing now with the is this the legacy of the of what happened with the takeover and how unsettling that was with um, in terms of the of the new people that the people that have left, the people that came in, the sort of change. It must be surely because, like, we look at the clubs that came down last season uh, into the National League, Oldham and Scunthorpe, both in disarray off the pitch. Yeah. I think to to be in that situation, that whichever clubs get relegated from the football league have been in a series of decline over yeah. time, which means it, it eventually manifests themselves in the bottom two of the division. Yeah, they're the two crackpots out of the whole football league, aren't they? Basically, so yeah, are you, are you, years, isn't it? It's what? It's what? Banter years. That's, that's what we, that's what we, oh, what yeah, we call yeah, it the banter yeah, yeah. years. The banter years. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you 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 you're smack bang now. It seems in the middle of the banter years, and you you is that is that the issue then? Is it is it a knock on effect from the disruption that was caused? A few seasons ago, with the takeover, I think, it, I think, I think, yeah, obviously that's a massive influencing factor. And I think if the board could have just solely focused on the football side of things, it might have been different. But obviously, we've had to repel this hostile takeover. That's took a lot of time off people's hands. And and it's like I say, it's the it's the it's the raw unexperience of our board. Uh, I'm not bad mouthing them for that, but it's the first in in, in doing a position within football mm. for most of them, um, and probably on the basis of looking back at last season and how it went you know you look at the you look at the four clubs that came but the three clubs that came down with us last season um, came down to league 2 last season bristol rovers have gone straight back up northampton were in the playoffs and who were the other one swindon 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 had a good season and we just fell by the wayside obviously that's you know, by the by, we had we had stuff going on in the background that the other clubs didn't. But even to that standard, well, Swindon uh, did. <laughs> to be fair, well, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. But they also they also had sort of like somebody working away in the background, ready to take over the club. Who, yeah. who had prepared and was was ready to go, kind of thing, wasn't it? Did 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 the whole issue with the takeover, attempted takeover at Dale, cost the club a lot of money in in um, any way, or was it more just of a, the sort of the effort that it took to? Re- to repel it well it was it, i think probably a bit of both you know it was such a long-standing thing that we you know we started the season and it felt like it was almost done with and that we, we you know we dealt with it but it's pretty much rate it pretty much raged on for the whole of last season just as you kind of thought it was done something else would kind of crop up 
or the, or you know the 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 people at Martin House would put something in against us, and then it'd be like, right, we're going back to court. So you you you're getting money together for legal proceedings. Yeah. The, the trust, the, the Rochdale Trust did a great job, you know, of doing a whip round at match days to save money for the legal uh, to you know. Uh, get money for the legal case which people are obviously well well in the rights willing to to, to, to uh, donate to but yeah i mean like i say i think it's that not being able to focus on the football side of things and thinking things through like robbie stockdale he's a nice guy enough and he's a lovely and he, and he comes across quite well and he's probably something and he said all the things that brian didn't say um but on the pitch it's just not clicked and i think that decision should have been made in the summer for someone else to come in but instead the situation has been you've give this guy a, a whole budget to work on and recruitment hasn't worked what well, kind of a done. budget has it has it been a decent one or has it been a I can't really compare because, one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know because last season I felt we did okay with what we spent all we know from what the club said is that it was an increased budget compared to last season so to me that says it's a better budget and I think on paper if you look at the players we've signed it's a better budget but it, has that transpired to be? Probably, well, definitely not. Right. Well, Rob here has, um, has suggested that I try to t- cheer you up. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I, I mean, Nick. Nick, you. You know. You. You, you know. You, maybe you could have a go, mate. Because I'm. I'm. I'm at a loss. I think maybe because, in my mind, you know what's happening with Dale and is similar to what happened with Oldham. Where we are now in in the National League. And we're bracing ourselves, we're knuckling down for a season in it, or two, or three, or four, or whatever. Nick, you've done all that. You've done your you've done your 12 years for armed robbery. And you've um you're you've got back out there now. I mean, you're hey, obviously really? making making an effort Just to come straight back down again, but you know, you, you, maybe you can cheer somewhat because of you've you've been through and the other side of it. Just I mean, I mean, just go on, go on, go on. Sorry, go on. If I'm if I'm kind of being brought in to cheer you up here, I mean we, we spent six years in regional football, so I, I don't think I'm the man for that job. I, I'm st- I'm still coming to terms with being back in the league. I, we, we've had a poor start to the season, and I'm just I'm not asked. I'm just I'm, we're back in the we're back in the league. We're solvent, and we've got a rich owner. I'm just I yeah, I'm, I'm still exactly. Exactly. So that's 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 if, if that's not light at the end of the tunnel, I don't know, you know, or, or something to hope for, or just proof that everything goes in cycles, or there is a football god, or whatever you want, however you want to say it. You know what I mean? Several times we think we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel, and then it's been another bloody train. You know yeah. what I mean? It kind of just goes around, goes around, goes around. Then, but you you do get to a stage. Yeah. I mean, what I will say, and I'm sure Matt will agree. Uh, the National League in particular is a very unforgiving mistress if you've not got your stuff together off the pitch. It's absolutely horrible. Like You'll, you'll just get chewed up and spat out if you've not got things sorted. It's, 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 yeah. Crazy. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, because what we're, what the, our problem is, and this is why I'll bring this back to, I don't want to just not talk about Oldham, but I want to relate it to Rochdale, is, you know, we've now got new people come in, taking on, taking over. And they're discovering just how poorly the club is set up, yeah. how poor the infrastructure is, what's missing. It's easier to quickly list what there is um, than what's missing because everything's missing. You know, they, so there's a lot of work that they've got to do to try and make this club function. So is Roch, you know, obviously as a result of many years of mismanagement, that's why I think it could take time. At Rochdale... Is it that serious or are things still managed, you know, infrastructure-wise and systems-wise and personnel-wise? Is it, st- is it still quite stable or is there a lot of work to do? I mean, the turnover of the books from what Simon was saying, they're not in the public the public view yet from last season. Um, but he said that we, he did say that we were in a financially stable place now. Obviously, the budget was, was less last season. It's been improved this season. Um but yeah, it's just it's a very tough one to negate. It's it's just it's un, it's uncharted water for me. You know, we've been a, we've been a football league club all our lives, all our lives. We've we've never dropped past further than that. And mm. the national league, like you say, is, a, is a, it's an unforgiving place. Uh, I, I can see that on on evidence. And it just feels like a place to me that if we were to get to go to drop down there, it's somewhere that we'd never get out of. 
or we'd go further or or even worst case scenario, we might not even have a club at the end of it all. As I say, we don't draw the crowds. We don't draw the crowds at all. And we are a fan-owned club, which is, I get it. It's a great, I, I think it's a good idea, but we don't draw the crowds to be to be successful as a fan-owned club. I'd love to have an owner like Stockport, if I'm really honest. That'd be absolutely fantastic, but there's not many of them people out there um, that are what honest, kind of, you know, people. What kind of discussions are you having then amongst yourselves when it comes to how, <laughs> how Rochdale evolves? Because I think, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm talking about a lot with, with the trust and with the fans groups and all that kind of things have to, well, it's like Alan Partridge at the, Evolve, not revolve. I was it. What did he say? I revolve. <laughs> I don't evolve. But it's, uh, things have to evolve, don't they? Like you can't just. Exp- and I think this is what happens when a lot of clubs start to to uh, fall, and is because they stay still. They stay the same for too long. Like yeah. you ha- things have to change. They have to evolve. You have to have people that are thinking moves ahead all the time. So for Rochdale. It's 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 done Rochdale good for want of better English to to have this model for such a long time. It's sustained the club. It's existed yeah. at a level. It got promoted finally into League One. You know that that period's over for a while now. How does it change, evolve, grow into something else? It's a tough one to answer. To be fair, I'd probably break it down into three things. First and foremost, we've got to try we've got to try our absolute hardest this season to make ourselves safe. First and foremost, um, I think we need to have more football people, football related people on the board. As I say, these people are all new to the positions and they aren't solely football people. Yes, some of them have played like semi professional football before in the past, but they're not. This is the first gig. You know, I think you need someone someone in there with a bit of experience. I mean, and this is, and, and for me, this is my final point on it. And this is probably, I probably won't get a lot of backing on this. But like you say, football's changing. The dynamic of football is changing. I was saying on my own podcast the other, the other week that football is becoming so and so much more money orientated. It is. And, and I, I, I know people don't want to seem like that. And I'm not saying we have some God-given right to win every week and have the best playing squad there is. Um, but we need to look at sourcing other investment because, being, like I say, being fan-owned, it's great. But we've tried every... Um, initiative to get fans through the door and it just doesn't it doesn't work for us you know we've we give out tickets in the local community um, even when we're playing well when we've been playing well and at the heights of league one and looking at the playoffs you know we've only drawn crowds of max three thousand maybe a little bit more some people come out for cup ties and stuff but um yeah i don't know what it is i honestly it's honestly like a question that we all we always have all my friends everybody i go with how do you get people to come and watch rochdale because it just seems to be something that you can't well maybe that's maybe that's the wrong question then isn't it maybe it's not about that maybe it's about how rochdale can generate revenue in other ways as a as a business you know because if you're limited you know what you it's like you said you know what your crowds are going to be um yeah I don't know how much it went up when you got into League One, but um, you've got a good idea. You've got a fan base, and it's that's it. Yeah, you're in exactly yeah. the same situation as us and Stockport are in so far as you've got United and City right on the doorstep. Yeah. So yeah. that's always a massive challenge. Uh, and, I mean, I always like going watching football at, at Scotland. It's a nice little stadium. It's a tidy little ground. You can get a good atmosphere in there, especially when Oldham are there, obviously. You know, oh, like, you know um, but like... I always, it's, I always think it's a tidy little stadium. It's a good little place yeah. to go and watch football. Um, so it's not really about that, I don't think. I think it's about evol- evolving as a business, isn't it? And, and looking at what other opportunities there are to to to, to generate revenue and, and branch out maybe into other areas so that down the line there is more revenue coming in to improve the playing school. Because at the end of the day, if Rochdale start climbing and winning, the more they win, people will go. It's yeah, we are we, well, goes, in, in the height of all this going on in in the the relegation season. We had um, I forget the names. I'm terrible, uh, but it was a um, American you know consortium that wanted they wanted to kind of moneyball the club. But obviously, with everything that was going on, um, they, they, it, it never ended up happening. You know, they were oh yeah, Dan Altman that was his name. 
Um, and he wanted to buy the club and he wanted to, you know, get this in place, but well, get buy a stake in the club. And he had all these ideas about all this tech he was going to use and improve the, you know, the, the, the infrastructure of the club. But obviously all this was going on behind the scenes with the club and the takeover and uh, and that business. And eventually he pulled, it, they, they pulled out of it. Um, but the stance of Rochdale is, you know, being fan owned. And that's where I don't know if we're going to be willing to accept some big, some big buyout or, or I don't think the fans would be willing to as a whole you know you talk about you know sponsorship deals and stuff and I think we do a lot in that regard to get deals to get deals through and you know advertisement and whatnot to, to get that revenue in um but ultimately I, un, unless unless we we find a way to generate like you say money uh, and a, a good quantity of it it's it's going to be a hard feat to you know to improve it, to improve the whole infrastructure of the club, you know, the playing budget, the stadium. The I mean, we've done we've done quite a bit with the infrastructure recently, but that was through a, um, a windfall of of a, a super fan who left a lot left a lot of money in his will. Um, can you to, can you explain a little bit how the fan ownership at Rochdale works? Insofar as like who owns what and what influence they have in how the club it performs and how it's run? Uh, oh, God, that's a question for me, isn't it? Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, it's it's obviously primarily run by the board. Um, we do have some members of the board who are, who are, mem- are members of the trust. Um, the, the, you know, the, the share ownership is, is between mainly them. Some fans do have a stake in the club, uh, but it's not to a degree that, I think they would be in a position to run it themselves solely. It is through the businesses of the people on the board. Um, yeah, that's that's probably not my most clued up area, but so it's that's not, my basic understanding of it. Okay, so it's not kind of like fan-owned and managed in a kind of like a mass way, as in like, you know, consulta- lots of consultation with fans and lots of fan representation you know it's kind of like self-managed by a group a smaller group of fans is that is yeah, that more yeah the trust, the, the trust the trust are um are probably the big bit of the people that deal with most of it uh but that's i mean you, you can as a rochdale fan you can pay five pounds to join the trust if you want if you wish to and you can have your say you know you hear from all the the latest newsletters each month and the questions being posed to the board and whatnot um yeah but as I say, the, probably the majority of the stakes are with the people within the board. Um, yeah. Mm. Going back to what you said about having people basically running the club who it's their first gig in football and, yeah. and they don't have experience. Something I noticed, I was, I was watching the first two episodes of the new Wrexham documentary like, this, oh, this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's what made my internet cut out. Maybe maybe Virgin Media <laughs> kind of detected that I was a Stockport County fan watching a Wrexham <laughs> thing and thought, right, that's it. You don't deserve the internet, mate. But one of the first <laughs> things that struck me was, obviously, when Reynolds and McElhenney took over, um, their representative was Humphrey Carr, who is a comedian and comedy writer for It's Always Sunny. So he, he had no experience. And the first thing they did was bring in... A bloke who used to be the CEO at Bradford and Leeds, and he was head of head of the football league as well. Yeah. And it's just you see it so many times that these these clubs are just too proud, almost to get someone in who's been who can come in and tell them, look, you're doing this wrong. And it's, it's there is a difference. There is a difference there, though, Nick. How much did they pay this man to come in and do that? Oh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> but, but, there, but there are there, there are people out there. Yeah, and I'm sure there will be. It's like I say. It's like I say. Then, like we, I think we do need football people within the club at at board level. We do. I I think it's probably the raw experience which is costing us at the moment. The thing is, what might be happening now. I don't. Sorry, this is certainly not going to fall into the cheer Tom up, Matt uh, category. (laughs) But. I'm having a good laugh here, boys. So, sometimes you do need. There's like it's like Florence says, "It's always darkest before the dawn." You know what I mean? Like it's got to yeah. get dark. Got to get darker before you can get lighter. And maybe yeah. you with Rochdale now, it's got to like like Stockport did. Stockport. I mean. You must have woke up every morning and be checking, like, have we gone completely bust yet or what? Like, what's the story? Like, when you're in when National League North and stuff. It was just, you know, it must have just been on the verge. You felt like it was on the verge all the time. To be where you are now and have the optimism and all the rest of it is amazing. But there was a journey that had to be 
taken to get to that point. And it, it feels to me a bit like same with Oldham, Rochdale now possibly are on that where they're going to have to reset and the people, the fans, the trust are going to have to have a really proper look at it and say, right, how do we do this differently? We've got to do something different here. And like you say, money is, money's always been massive in football. It's just that in the past, it used to be millionaires who own mills and um, scrap metal place, whatever, like own football clubs. Now we've got more billionaires and all that kind of stuff and, and, and super rich people and they're coming in and doing it and, and everything's, but, but we've, we've kind of hit that point now where we've come out of sort of, you know, in the, with the start of the Premier League, you know, you went to watch football in the late 80s, early 90s at grounds like Ewood Park and the Victoria Ground in Stoke. They were just completely decrepit. It was the it was the end of the Victorian era of football, wasn't it? And then we've just... When was the 30th anniversary of the Premier League? It was like this week. So yeah, we've yeah, just yeah. had 30 years. We've just had... Which is kind of like a generation of the Premier League. So now football is like completed an evolution at the top level, but it's not completed an evolution... At a, at a lower level and it's no, that's no, kind no. of happening now i think with all this people now can't afford to invest in football at the higher level because it's now the super rich that are involved so they're coming in at the lower end and they're buying clubs like salford city and crawley town and markham and forest green rovers and all this and doing things with those clubs talented people with money and ideas and you know creativity yeah. And then clubs that have like it's like who's was it who said that about if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Uh, ear and ear. So the clubs that 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 were just staying still, have now found themselves going backwards behind the lights and getting replaced in the in in the, the football league by Crawley and and Markham and Forest Green and all that kind of Salford and that's the problem. Yeah. That's where we're and, at. And just touching on that, like like I say. I... Crawley, for example, they've been bought out by like a it's, a, it's like a Bitcoin type model, isn't it? Yeah, something, a, something along the lines of that. Wag me United or something like that. That's it. That's they're the ones. Um, I, I, just, this, you, yeah. I, I just don't think Rochdale fans would accept that. I, I just think they'd be so just no, that's not something that Rochdale fans would delve into and would want. I mean, that's just one model, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. We've had loads of discussions in our WhatsApp group about this on uh, one of uh, our main sort of like OASF, um, the, the trust and Prince and uh, push the boundary and all the podcast about crawling and about NFTs and about, you know, cryptocurrency and about the way that they're doing things. And they've got aspirations to take crawling into the Premier League, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, Andy on our podcast is adamant that this is all going to go completely tits up and they're just going to, you know, end up disappearing at some point and leave Crawley, you know, up the Swanee. So we'll see, won't we? But I think the, the crucial point there is it, it has to fit, doesn't it? Whatever comes in, whatever model your club takes on has to fit the culture, the history, the town, the people. Does it, you can't just shoehorn something in. And, and and say, oh, this will work. This will work when it when 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 the the fans, the customers, are going. This is not us, mate. This is not us. Yeah, the model. Yeah, the model's got to fit fit the environment one hundred percent. It has to. Um... That's why I think <laughs> that when the fans themselves have to define that model, because yeah, you are you are the club, and we've had this at Oldham. Like we are the club. If we decide, if we can see that, that the owner is killing our club, we we have the power to 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 make him realize that he needs to sell by not going and starving him with money. We did that and it worked, and then it created an opportunity for people to come into to the club. Now we now have a new challenge with those people at our club because they we have to work with them, and they have to listen to 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 us and accept that. You know, we, we're part of the journey going forward. So these things have to fit. And, and it's going to be interesting to work with, with new owners in that respect. And I always find it really uncomfortable when we say our owners. I don't like being owned. It doesn't sit yeah. right with me. Do you know what I mean? Custodi they are custodians. But yeah. I think even with the language and stuff like that, you know, because there's been issues about who owns the, the North Stand at, at Boundary Park. And it's like there's a certain group of people saying, well, it's Oldham Athletic who own it. And it's like, well, who's Oldham Athletic? And legally, it's whoever owns Oldham Athletic. So it's the private companies 
in this case of the Rothwell family, that own Oldham Athletic, that own the land and all that kind of stuff. So Oldham Athletic is never really owned by Oldham Athletic. The only way that you can do that is by the town and the fans owning the land and the stadium. And then then you've got like, this is what Oldham Athletic is and it can't be anything else. The same for Rochdale, same for, for Stockport. Same. And then attracting investment around that and having a football stadium which is able to generate revenue, be self-sustainable, there's got to be something in there that, that that Oldham can take forward in the long term and maybe even Rochdale as well. Is there much scope for redevelopment of Spotland? Probably, but if the money if the, if the money is there, I mean the like, is there room to is there room to put in facilities, conferences, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff in, in the footprint? There's probably not a big a lot of wiggle room in that area, but you probably could do you know things here and there. Mm. Um, there the has been things done over the past, as, over, as I say, over the past um, year or so. But that was just purely down to money that was left in was left in a will by a super fan. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a tough one moving forward. Chris Dunphy was our owner for 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 a long time, and I think he was a very very firm fan favourite. Um, and I think. When we were at the height of League One, he tried to push the playing budget a bit, a bit far, a bit further than we normally would, and I think it spectacularly backfired. That was the season we, you know, stayed up on the final day, and mm-hmm. you went down. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunphy left. Um, David Bottomley came in. I think he had. I think I believe he had a share in Toys R Us um, or something, or something along those lines. Did they go obviously? Bust? Exactly. There you go. Um, um, exactly. Um, yeah, that went wrong. Um, and obviously, he was, you know, trying to sell the club to, for a hostile takeover to someone who was just going to asset strip us. Um, and this ownership's just kind of getting on their feet now. Um, yeah. Probably not, you know, got a load of investment behind them, but they're trying to do the best with what they've got. Yeah, so I imagine an any day now we'll be hearing of a, t- a takeover from the owners of Cineworld. I imagine. Maybe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we're getting sponsored by Blockbuster next, se- next season, which is going to be pretty good. So, yeah. Um, so, Caroline Burt has, um, has said that being in the shadow of City United used to be a hindrance. As the Premier League gets more distant, it's becoming an advantage. That's the way no. County have been, Mark. I mean, Caroline's a fan of our show as well. Uh, Caroline's a ma- massive County fan. And also, also like yourself, Caroline's heavily involved in the uh, the fan representation side of things, Matt. Um, mm. That's oh, that's kind of how County are trying to market themselves now. Not, not Is that why you've got loads of people turning up in United that. shirts and City shirts, Nick? <laughs> oh, again get the, me started, Happened mate. again the other night, didn't it? Happened oh. again the other night, it's, the King. But no, one, no one's saying anything. We're all just moaning on social media about it. And no one's giving them a good filling in. It's really weird. Well, like I said in the thing, you need take, very least start taking permanent markers with you and start drawing on the yeah. shirts. Oh, we had it. We had it. We had it on the Sandy Lane on the on the Tuesday night game against Burton. We had a I had a guy stood behind me in a city top, and I thought, "What are you doing?" I'd there's never ever turn up in a different a different kit. There's a guy. There was a guy turned up at um, Boundary Park for the Dorking game on that first game when we had the big crowd in, and uh, and he had a city shirt on. I noticed him, and I was like, "Okay." I'm not going to start causing any trouble because I'm not that kind of guy. But then, like five minutes later, I saw me had his shirt turned inside out. <laughs> so I don't know, like, if someone had said something Someone's to him, been or said there. Just gonna, you know. But it's just out of respect in it. You wouldn't go to yeah. another club in your colours out of respect. You would if you're talking to someone and you determine, oh, I'm an Oldham fan, and you're here for the game. No one's going to bother about that. But oh, you get chatting away. But if you're there and you're there and you're Oldham shirt in middle of Ormond at Rochdale while you're playing. Yeah, exactly. So it's respect, isn't it? It's about showing yeah. some respect. No, exactly. Well, well, I, went, I went to we were, a sorry, we I went just to a Liam we Gallagher in... game once and saw someone in a blur t-shirt. That was that was weird. <laughs> yeah, right. it's just, it's really odd. It's like what what's going on here? But with football, it's even worse, obviously. Because oh, you yeah. care more, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Caroline's point though is 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 valid because there's only so many people can get in. Well, I mean, not that City fill it every week, but you know, there's only so many people that can get into these grounds, and and the price of the football and everything else. Uh, so that's why football at our level needs to be accessible, needs to be affordable, needs to be welcoming, and but there needs to be a good match day experience when when people get there. What what's it like at, at Dale? Um, I mean, obviously, it, apart from when we come, because then it's amazing. 
Listen, <laughs> listen, the football on display at the moment's nothing to go by, so you lose all interest there straight away. Um, they have started a fan a fan zone happy hour now, uh, just this season, which is a nice little touch. I think it's something that's really good and it gets people up to the ground a bit sooner. Uh, people are enjoying that. Um, yeah, there's bit you know um, in under the Pearl Street stand we've got uh, Desmond's Den, so which has got like PlayStation set up for the kids. It's like a little crash area, so that's a nice little touch that's been developed recently. Um, you know, we, you've got the Ratcliffe Arms, which is attached to the ground, so people can go for a drink as well. Obviously, um, apart from that, we don't. There's not always a lot on. You know, we don't. We don't really have any like halftime. We used to have. We used to have halftime challenges and things like that to watch, but we don't even have that anymore. That doesn't really seem I to used happen. To love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to love it when you spin spin around on the halfway line ten times and then see if you see if you can score. <laughs> After eight pints. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Solid. Um, yeah, but like I say, ultimately at the moment the football's dour. And I, I kind of argue the point, you know, about saying, is it an advantage? It might be for you, for Oldham and Stockport yourself, but I feel like there's just a lot of apathy in Rochdale. And a lot of people would just rather be armchair supporters and, and sit and watch City and United at home than come and watch Rochdale. It's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're not saying anything that, that can't be related to Oldham or County because we've obviously both been through absolute shocking football. Yeah. Cr- chronic atmospheres. Um, it's all yeah. It's we're up north, so it's cold, it's wet. You know, it's 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 like it's kind of like that um, transition from that Victorian era into a new era where people want different things. Like football was just something to do. People used to work five and a half days a week, didn't they? Go and work on a Saturday morning, then they'd go to the football in the afternoon. It was tuppence to get in or whatever. Beer was three p a pint or whatever. That's what people did. They went to the match, they drank, went to the pub. There was really not really anything else to do. Um, church on Sunday, whatever. Like, you know, that was society was was what it was. If society yeah. has evolved and changed, or devolved and changed, depending on which way you look at it. And um, you know, now we none of us want cheerleaders, fireworks. Well, actually, it's just I'm describing the Premier League, Anna. Um, you know, like <laughs> but you know, there's like a balance, isn't there, between like what what does it mean that much to experience? It's not, it's not like Americanizing it by any stretch of the imagination. It's creating, it's having a, a board on a club that has enough imagination to to think of what's going to work in our town and for our club. What do our fans mm-hmm. need? Asking the fans, first of all, what do you want? Because that's a good that's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just touching back a little bit to what you said there about you know um, pricing and stuff, uh, cost of living. Um, I don't think Rochelle are horrifically priced. I mean, if you if you just turn up on the day, you know they try their best to put schemes in place to get people through the door. We have a we have a system called a Your Card that you can buy, which is twenty five pounds, which is what I've got personally. I have been a season ticket holder for years, but I've taking a little bit more of a backseat this season. Um, but yeah, so that gives you like discounted. Um, discounted uh, admission to the games. So I pay like 15 quid to go in the Sandy Lane, um, which isn't too badly priced. But the away tickets are like 25 quid. If you're going to go in the main stand, you, you're looking at the upwards of some prices are nearly 30 pounds. And, you know, you think about the baseline of Rochdale and what the, what the, what the you know, expected average wage would be in Rochdale. Mm. Um, it all kind of ties in, but then we do we do really good stuff. I remember a few years ago um, when we just had a really good season in League One, we put a scheme together that for every so many thousand tickets we sold, the season ticket price would get cheaper and cheaper. Um, we did okay on that. It, it was it, we didn't get it to like the higher echelons of it, but we did manage to knock it down a little bit. And, and we actually are we actually have the cheapest season ticket in the I think it's the I think it's League One and League Two this season. And you know, in the Sandy Lane, it's 150 quid for a season ticket. Mm. That's it. That's it. But we, we still, we still only average about just over two, two thousand, two thousand three hundred season tickets. I think that's mm. what about what what we we got to. What happened to members membership? Because you just described a membership scheme there. I remember Latics. We used to have members. You 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 like you say you pay thing for your membership, and then you get discounted rates. Throughout the season, like, so it was full price tickets. Back back in the day, it was like you know whatever twelve pound fifty and ten, yeah. ten pound for members or whatever. Yeah. And and like and, and that just seems to have gone. And I, I seem to recall that there was some kind of 
ruling that came in that said that it wasn't allowed to happen or something like that. I don't know if anyone still can very that. much still very much a thing at the bigger clubs. I know Premier League clubs have it, but there's no discounts involved with it. All all it gives you is a chance to get a ticket. Yeah, tickets, isn't that's it? it? When you're going to open yeah. that, that's literally all it is. And if if you've got kids on your membership, then they might get a chance to go to an open training session or something, or meet a couple yeah. of players. But that that's it now. It, yeah, it's very much very much gone now. Yeah. Don't talk about opening training sessions. We've just cancelled ours. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, surely you turned up with your boots. Hey, uh, <laughs> good on. Maybe I can do a job. Yeah. So, listen, we, we, we've got 10 minutes left. So, I think we've covered, like, the situation at Rochdale and how you feel about it. And it's obviously concerning because if they do go down, it's again, it's just it's the same old... It's going to be a massive challenge to get back up again. Oh, I'll be a huge hand on heart. How are you going to get on this season? Until the manager's in, I can't. I couldn't give you a straight answer because at the moment Jim McNulty is 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 taking over as an interim manager and he's trying, but these players are flawed at the moment, and I don't think they've got any belief. You know, we're playing Crawley on the weekend, massive already. That's already a six pointer. They've got one point on the board. It does worry me because they've just beat Fulham. They beat Fulham on Tuesday night, but there you go. We got absolutely annihilated from by Sheffield Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I don't know because the names that, are, that I'm hearing through what I know, they're not the most inspiring of names. So I'd have to see who we get through the door. But if I'm really being honest, I think we're going to go down. And I can't you believe I'm saying that because it's never happened before, but I think it's going to happen. Well, you're in that position because we, we, you know, we, had, we had it last season when obviously Sheridan came back, which was great, but we were rock bottom of the league. And you start going like people saying, oh, I don't know about him. I don't know about... It's like, well, what do you expect? You're bottom of the league. You're bottom yeah. of the football yeah. league. You know, just, you, the, man, the names that are banded about are not going to be... Well, yeah, they're not inspiring the, names. The best names they? in football, are they? They're going to be like the 92nd choice at least of any you know, other football well, club. So you, you're from, struggling. From what I know, and from what I know, and these are just rumours at the moment, nothing's been confirmed, is, is from what I've been told, is Graham Alexander was offered the job without an interview and he's turned it down. He said no. Uh, we were looking at Dave Artel, uh, who managed, used to manage Crew. Um, he was up for the job, but apparently, it's. He, I think he's being advised and maybe not to. Um, and the names, John, oh John Askey at York, he was one we're looking at. Um, still, again, I think he's turned us down. Um, someone called Graham Conlon, but I don't really know a lot about him. Uh, I think he managed at Port Vale, um, and. Um, the old, uh, the Altrincham manager, um, Phil Parkinson's been banded around a bit. Um, Keith obviously came up on the list, as he always will do when the Rochdale job becomes um, available. But he came out in a BBC interview yesterday saying that no, it's it's he's he's not coming back. So, like I say, until I know who's in charge and who's going to be taking over, and I need to see whether they can get a tune out of them because the the worry that I have is, like I say, there's no wiggle room really to do anything now with the club in the sense of playing squad I feel like whoever comes in if they come even if they come in time before the deadline they might be able to make one addition maybe two at max mm. but they've got to work with what they've got and by the time we get to January I feel like we could be you know cut adrift quite a bit so yeah yeah so yeah on on, on current form and current personnel it's it's going to be a long hard season yeah I think I mean, so you know, I mean on the plus side you, if you do come down, we're not going up. So we get the derby, don't we? Um, we get the derby. Um, Stockport, you know, if they don't pull the finger out, might come back down as well. Uh, that'd be nice. The three of us then. All, yeah, all the, the three together. amigos. The old gang. What do you reckon, Nick? <laughs> I don't, wait, well, I'm, I'm going to... See, you can bring this back up in April or May, but... We'll, we'll we'll sort it out. I'm very very confident. It's just been yeah. fine margins for yeah. us. I'm confident that we will yeah. we'll sort it out. That, that's almost after 11 years in non-league, it'd be unthinkable for us to just go straight back down. That that be, would that how be, would that rank? How would that rank? How would that rank in terms be, of disappointment and and of of all the relegations and all the all the stuff you've had? How would that? Do you think would that feel? I'd just have to laugh. 
at that point. <laughs> what can you do? What, what, what can you do? It's like we've got a multi-millionaire yeah, yeah. in and we've still got... You, you just, you just go, go and have a laugh and get a calippo, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> uh, and then go <laughs> on and cry. Yeah. yeah. It would be rough. It would be rough. Because cause you just because, like, it's one thing you hear from everybody. It's just the hardest league to get out of. And that's just... You have to win the league, don't you, to guarantee getting out of it. It's as simple as that. So please, please don't make me think about it. You know, I mean, we're not going to win it this year. There's absolutely no chance. Um, yeah, I mean, where I watch. Go on. Sorry, where do you honestly think Oldham will finish up? Because you got a schooling lesson off Wheelstone the other week. <laughs> they, they, they were really good. I was really impressed yeah. with Wheelstone. They played really well. Um, we. We've just signed two lads this evening on loan. One lad from Bristol, uh, yeah, Birmingham that. City, and one lad from um, Bradford. Yeah. And um, so we know hopefully they'll they'll. But they're both defenders. Like we, we need midfielders, and we need it. We've got a few fair few strikers on the books, but they're not the youngest, fittest, and most reliable. So we could probably do with another striker. Is, um, I think is, Har- gonna, is Harrison McGay still there? He is. Yeah, he's yeah. not. Impressing a great deal, to be honest. No. Um, he's not been playing, but he, he played on Saturday and he didn't. He, yeah, he didn't uh, impress people that I've spoke to too much. But I think we're. I think if we finish about fifteenth, to be honest, I think twelve to fifteenth will probably yeah. be all right. Because I, 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 the club's been in turmoil, and we just need to just get through this season and and, and nothing with nothing catastrophic happening for a change. It's just about stability, isn't it? Stability. I really think it is. We, we, Oldham fans have got a mindset. There is still a mindset. I don't understand it because we've been shit for years, right? And we've been getting worse and worse. But there's still a mindset of, well, we should be getting promoted out of this league. It's like, on what? Well, because we're big Oldham and we're bigger than this. Well, it's just ridiculous. It's like, well, we should be finished at least in the top seven. Why? Players we've got are, are, are terrible. Like, we, we, you know, not... This might be a bit harsh and so on, but they're not they're not the best in the division. So yeah. why? I just I do not understand it. Like we we they think that because we've had a new order and they've had like four weeks that well they should have done this, you should have done that. It, it's gonna take a long time. Yeah. Right? Manage your yeah. expectations, sort your head out. Like we just need to get through this season without the usual shower of shit that descends upon us at some point in a, in a year. We just need to get through it with and 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 then start to to rebuild and 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 we because obviously the last thing we need is well I think we the fact that these guys are coming has stopped that the further escalation in what like with what happened with County so I think that's good in itself um, it sounds to me like with what you've got at Dale if you do go down it's not all going to fall apart because you've you've still got the you've got a board and a a structure which you're just going to need to think about how you know seriously think about how you sort of restructure and rebuild yeah. and yeah and take the club forward so I, I think if you come down you'd probably settle as opposed to plummet any anymore but i hope you're right bloody hell i don't want to go to the national league north no no well that's it. in the national but league there's just... always at least two teams who are just absolutely dire so you're talking about the rest, the rest of the teams fighting over two relegation spots as opposed yeah. to four. Because there's always just two teams who are so they have financial trouble. Like Do- Dover, they had the massive deduction last season because they, they yeah. gave up halfway through the COVID season. And it's just if you can stay away from them last two, because that's what happened with us. We we finished in the last relegation spot, and normally um Aldershot would have got kicked out because they had to, they went bankrupt halfway through the season they went into administration and the usual rule was that they'd take our relegation play but that year they obviously thought well we'll we'll teach Stockport a lesson National League North off you go but yeah if you can if you can kind of like like you said Mark just bottoming out in it that's it just bottoming out stabilize get everything right off the pitch ready for next season that's what you need yeah yeah I think any, I think I think to start putting expectations and pressure on people that is completely unfounded and unrealistic is just detrimental. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't help anybody. You know, you can't you, you know, there's already people calling for Sheridan's head and you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, come on. <laughs> just calm down. 
just get you know get behind the team and it's not like we have to fight the owners anymore like we you know maybe everyone's just got used to being a bit aggressive and a bit yeah a bit fired yeah <laughs> you know so anyway should we just mention the fact that county put up a good performance against leicester the other night yeah how, how, yeah, how, how was that nick yeah good good night um apart, apart from the the day trippers in the football shirts of other teams um but yeah packed just, house was it packed house full, yeah. full house uh, 10 10301 10, which annoyed mm. me just the, the one <laughs> which is really <laughs> nice round number but brendan rogers said after the game this is this is brendan rogers who put 170 quids worth of talent on the pitch 70 million quid and said, Oh, any Sunday league team could have done what Stockport did tonight, which does not say a lot for his abilities as a manager. But yeah, we just frustrated them. They had Tielemans on from the start, uh, Soyunchu played, uh, Ian Acho, Daka. They brought Madison on with half an hour to go, uh, Dewsbury Hall, Harvey Barnes. And they just couldn't, I, could, I don't think they had, they had one cleared off the line late on, but all the, they had 26 shots, and I think 22 of them were from outside the box. It's just, and then obviously penalties. Penalties are not a lottery, despite what people say. That that's really annoyed me this week. But we lost <laughs> out on the lottery of penalties. Well, it's not a lottery because you don't toss a coin and say, "Right, you've won." You know, you you have to take the penalties. <laughs> but yes, yeah, my my first ever penalty shootout that I've seen in person. That was all yeah, right. Oh, yeah, wow. so that was exciting, and it, it's, it's yeah. got me uh, nice and warmed up for the World Cup. You know, going penalties, out penalties are a penalties are a competition between the two teams who have the best penalty takers, aren't they? That's what they are. Yeah, we we, we uh, missed three. All went the yeah. same way as well. It, it became very evident early on in the shootout that their keeper could only dive one way. And oh yeah, before persisted. we. Sorry guys, I don't know this big Rothwell announcement just made ground secured via club statement. So Brilliant. because we, yeah, yeah because this has obviously been been ongoing. Let's just have a quick gander at that. Dead air's a crime. Someone keep talking. What a lovely yeah, so yeah, less less yeah, all athletic. There we I'm are. Very disappointed in the Leicester fans making no noise. Is it done? Is it happening? Oh, Holmer, excellent. The Rothwell family are proud That's to announce an Fantastic. agreement has been signed to secure the ownership of Boundary Park and the surrounding land. So Oldham Athletic is now one entity again. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us, Chris. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's brilliant news. It really is. You know, there's all people speculating about this, that and the other. And these, you know, people, like, people have to... That is massive. It is massive. It's huge. Yeah, we have, now, yeah, yeah we, we've, we've drawn a line under... A lot of history with that now. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually feeling like a a wave a of relief coming through my body. Actually, just just to know that that's done. Um, so it just means that now that we will be able to generate more money and uh, may, hopefully just enjoy the next however many years in the national league <laughs> with the better match day experience uh, and all that kind of stuff until <laughs> until we uh, until we strike gold and, uh, and and get back out of it again uh, i think it's better to manage that expectation that way I, I i'm not expecting us to to get out of the national league next season if we do it'd be brilliant but i'm not expecting it you know we'll we'll i'm going to keep an eye on everything like like we always do and it's it's football at the end of the day, and it? it it's a funny old game and all that. You know, it's like it, it can you can you can do um you can go all season like Wrexham did last season, destroyed the league really, um, and then losing the playoffs. So you can't count you can't you can't do anything about that, can you? That's just the way it goes. And, and and all the infrastructure and all the everything could be working brilliantly. Could be your best ever season. You could finish on 100 points in this in this league, still finish second, and still not go up, and everything be brilliant. So it's you have to take all those other positives out of it, don't you? As as the things to to focus on. So anyway, I think it's a good place to finish tonight on that good news about Oldham. I think we have to just say to Tom that. Hopefully things will turn around. I, I don't want to say, I mean, as much as it'd be Finger nice crossed. to play you again next season, I think I'd prefer Rochdale to stay in the Football League. Um, so good luck. We're going to need it. Have you got a game on Friday? Is that or Saturday? 
Saturday, yeah, Crawley. Yeah. Crawley, ah, so, right, you know, yeah. oh, big well, relegation, six-pointer. Yeah, I hope you beat them. <laughs> Nick, I hope you get your internet back soon, mate. I've, I've, they've, they've, Virgin Media have just told me via email that it will be on by quarter to 12, which is good because I've got a radio show to record after this. So that that's going to be fun. Yeah, okay. Well, good luck with all that. Oh, I'm gonna die. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna go and drink <laughs> drink heavily. I think. Don't have too much iron brew. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as too the much iron stuff. brew. <laughs> it's made in Scotland by Gardars. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us, lads. Thanks for uh, giving us the info on Dale there, Tom. And. Uh, Pleasure. Thanks. I nearly forgot to put the uh, credits on there at the end. Uh, thanks. For, oh, I didn't do me. I didn't do me transition. I've got a new transition, oh. but I'm going to have to leave it because I, I can't just just you know be frivolously using it when there's no transition. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for getting involved. Follow us on social media. Rate us and all that kind of stuff. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. The Greatest Manchester Football Podcast is a QPod production available on all the usual podcast platforms every Friday morning from 7am. Stay up to date with everything from the pod and all our contributors' content by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at GMFootPod. If you would like to get involved or if there's a Greater Manchester Football Club you think we need to be talking about and we aren't, please get in touch there too. The title music is royalty-free music from Less FM. Visit lesfm.net for more information. Thanks for listening. See you next week.